Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the cattle markets. Also, Vikram Bish with Manitoba Agriculture will stop by with an update on potato planting. Up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Manitoba's Chief Veterinary Officer, Dr. Scott Zari. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Two separate cases of variant influenza viruses have been found in two unrelated individuals in different communities in southern Manitoba. One is a case of human influenza A, H1N2V, and one is a case of human influenza A, H1N1V, which are rarely seen in humans. These two flu viruses are related to influenza viruses that circulate in pigs, Dr. Scott Zari, Manitoba's Chief Veterinary Officer, addressed the media this morning. This morning I want to share out uh, some more information on the animal health side, of course. Manitoba Agriculture and Resource Development and our provincial public health officials have jointly launched a public health investigation to determine the source of the virus and to verify that no spread has occurred. Of course, we continue to work with our sector stakeholders to review possible exposure locations, but... Most of all, we're reminding everyone of the importance of following the existing measures in place to prevent the spread of any illness. I do want to be clear that these viruses are not a food-related illness. It's not transmissible to people through pork, meat, or other products that come from pigs. And so, frankly, there's no risk associated with eating pork. While very rare, influenza can spread from pigs to people and from people to pigs, as Dr. Rusin pointed out. But as a veterinarian, I want to assure you that veterinarians and farmers have been proactively engaged in influenza surveillance and prevention for many years. Actually, tracking influenza across production systems in Canada supports vaccine development and herd health programs in all our pig population. So, everyone listening, it's a good reminder for people who have contact with pigs to take measures to reduce the spread of influenza and any other type of viruses. So wear appropriate protective, personal protective equipment, and naturally, frequently wash your hands when contact is required. No one should be taking food, drinks, or other items into a pig area. And farmers in Manitoba are reminded to follow their biosecurity protocols already in place. And for everyone, just avoid contact with livestock if you have flu-like symptoms. And most importantly, I think it's Critical to point out, call your veterinarian if you suspect illness in pigs. So, in summary, the Manitoba government will continue working closely with our Public Health Agency of Canada and our health officials, Dr. Rusin's team here in the province, and share out all information that we have with all the partners indicated. That was Dr. Scott Zari, Manitoba's Chief Veterinary Officer. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Two separate cases of variant influenza viruses have been found in two unrelated individuals in different communities in southern Manitoba. One is a case of human influenza A, H1N2, and one is a case of human influenza A, H1N1, which are rarely seen in humans. These two flu viruses are related to influenza viruses that circulate in pigs, While these investigations are ongoing, the current assessment is that there is no increased risk to Canadians or the food supply chain at this time.
The viruses were detected in early April after the two individuals independently sought testing after developing an influenza-like illness. The test came back negative for COVID-19. Both had either direct or indirect exposures to pigs. Based on available evidence, the current assessment is that there is no increased risk to people with no evidence of sustained human-to-human transmission at this time. In a statement, Manitoba Pork says that H1N1 and H1N2 are not foodborne illnesses and neither virus can be transmitted by eating pork. The group is reminding hog farmers to continue to follow biosecurity protocols, including frequent hand washing, wearing appropriate personal protective equipment, and avoiding contact with livestock if you have flu-like symptoms. The Canadian Agricultural Safety Association will be administering firefighter grain rescue training in Manitoba over the next few weeks. Agricultural Health and Safety Specialist Rob Gobey talked about how the special trailer will be used. One person acts as the victim, so they physically entrap a live firefighter and do a mock rescue with them. And just to clarify, there are some safety controls in the uh, demonstration bin as well. There's a safety grade at the bottom. The B-Grain Safe mobile unit will be in Miniota this weekend. And potato planting has started in Manitoba. Vikram Bisht is with the province. The growers have started uh, planting. They started uh, last Friday. You know, they were hoping to go about uh, a week earlier, but this cold weather snap uh, basically and the uh, snowfall delayed the plans. We are now about normal. We were thinking that it might be an earlier uh, planting plan. The ground uh, is a bit dry. Some of the growers uh, may have to... Uh, find sources of uh, water and soon. Bish says it's important for potato growers to wait for the soils to warm up, adding the slower the potatoes emerge, the greater the chance of disease. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, April 30th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on the cattle markets. There was a small sense of optimism over the past week as a number of weight categories for cattle saw an increase in price. Golden West Sean Slatt spoke with Saskatchewan Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie to get an update on cattle prices and what to expect moving forward. They were good again last week um, for the most part. Feeders steers were mixed but mostly higher across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. And the largest price increase we saw there was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. Those guys went up $7.66 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $260.33 per hundred weight. The largest decline we saw in the feeder steers was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those guys went down $2.81 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $247.79 per hundred weight. When we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category, they ended the week with an average price of $200.38 per hundred weight. When we move to the feeder heifer prices, they were kind of on the unfortunate side. They were mainly lower across the report weight categories when compared to prices the previous week. The only price increase we saw in the heifers was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category, with those girls going up $3.60 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $217. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 800 plus pound weight category, with those girls going down $2.12 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $162.63. And then when we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category, 
the end of the week with an average price of $174.75 per hundred weight. So what seemed to influence the markets? Just all feed grains. They just kept rising, um, and that, of course, affects your feeder cattle, feeder cattle futures, which that affects your cash prices. Um, that being said, you know, I'm a little bit optimistic, so I was really happy to see that there was even some increases for at least some of the feeder and steer weight categories. So that was a good news story, believe it or not. <laughs> and so what about the uh, slaughter cow prices? So we had the prices of live non-fed cattle in Alberta were higher week over week, with the price of D2 slaughter cows going up $1.50 per hundred weight to average $94.60. While the price of D3 slaughter cows saw a small increase of 83 cents per hundred weight from the previous week to average $82.58 per hundred weight. And finally, what did we see with the rail prices? So, rail price for the fed steers out of Alberta ranged from $257 to $260.50 per hundred weight, and that was up anywhere from $2.50 to $4.35 from the previous week's price. When we look at the rail prices for D2 and D3 cows, they went up again by a dollar. And so the rail prices ended the week average ranging from $181 to $186 per hundred weight. Wilkie said feed prices did go up last week and so did choice prices. She's hoping for a bit of a decline in the choice prices for the cash markets because of the rising feed prices. For Golden West Radio, I'm Sean Slatt. The Association of Manitoba Community Pastures received funding through the province's Conservation Trust last week. Here's Rachel Whitten to tell us more. It was exciting news. Uh, last week on Earth Day, uh, the Conservation Trust announced a $300,000 grant for AMCP and another smaller second uh, $25,000 grant. Uh, so the primary grant uh, for $300,000, we are looking at undertaking a number of range improvements throughout the community pasture network. Uh, so that's down from the Swan River area through to the Roblin area, as well as Portage and Nipawa. Uh, so the primary focus of our work is land improvements through grazing management. So they need cross fencing, cattle crossings, and water source improvements, as well as brush management controls. Tell us a little bit more about um, community pastures, I guess, for those who maybe aren't familiar, and, and what you guys do. So there are community pastures throughout uh, Manitoba. So they go from as far north as Swan River down to the United States border in both southeast and southwest Manitoba. Uh, AMCP manages uh, about 350,000 acres of land and taking in about 40,000 head of cattle from producers across the province every year for the grazing season, so that would start uh, around May, long weekend, uh, through to October. Tell us a little bit more about some of the work you guys have been doing over the past, uh, past um, I guess, year or so, uh, the Improving Grassland Biodiversity in Manitoba's Community Pastures Project. Some money there and, you know, what you guys have been busy with. That's right. We did get a trust grant in 2020 uh, to do a number of work as range management as well. So. We managed to get just over 19,000 acres of rangeland improvements done. Uh, again, through cattle crossings, uh, water source improvements, brush management improvements. Uh, so there was a number, I'd say a huge success, uh, and we were quite pleased with the results that we were able to bring in uh, with the support of the trust. That was Rachel Whitten with the Association of Manitoba Community Pastures. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. 
On behalf of Sean Slatt, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Canada's farm show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com for more information. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, we're joined now by Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture to get an update on potato planting. The growers have started uh, planting. They started uh, last Friday. Uh, now, they were hoping to go about uh, a week earlier, but this cold weather snap uh, basically and the uh, snowfall delayed the plans. We are now about normal. We were thinking that it might be an earlier uh, planting plan. The ground uh, is a bit dry. Some of the uh, growers uh, may have to... Uh, find sources of uh, water and soon. The western part of the province has already started, but uh, in the central and middle part of the uh, province, the planting is just about starting uh, maybe today or yesterday. Uh, so I would say if a couple of thousand acres have been uh, done and we have to wait and see how the season progresses. Is irrigation uh, something that is used, you know, this early in the season, or is that is that later on normally? That is uh, later on, but, uh, uh, you know, the ground has, at the moment, enough moisture from the snow melt that we had. Uh, it is the later part in June that, uh, you know, they may have to start. As far as, um, you know, acres, uh, what are we looking at this year? Uh, there's... Uh, you know, an expectation that we may have a few uh, thousand acre more uh, as compared to last year when we had uh, 70,000 plus uh, acres. So maybe five or six, depending on how the uh, planting season progresses. Are we seeing um, a lot more going to uh, to Simplot now in that portage area? or? Um, it uh, appears that uh, Simplot uh, would have uh, uh, more contracts uh, this year. They probably are negotiating things right now. And uh, it is possible that they would have more acres uh, than last year. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Or? Yeah, I think uh, it is important for the growers to make sure that uh, uh, they wait for the soils to uh, warm up a bit uh, if uh, they are you know uh, waiting for a lot of acres to be planted then it's a different matter but if they are able to uh, plant other crops and wait for the potatoes uh, a bit later when the ground is warmer it would be much much better the slower the potatoes emerge the greater the chance of disease on the uh, tubers and the sprouts coming up that was Vikram Bish with Manitoba Agriculture giving us an update on potato planting here in Manitoba. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba farmers have started planting potatoes. Vikram Bish with Manitoba Agriculture talked about acres. An expectation that we may have a few uh, thousand acres more uh, as compared to last year when we had uh, 70,000 plus uh, acres 
So maybe five or six, depending on how the uh, planting season progresses. Bish says it's important for potato growers to wait for the soils to warm up, adding the slower the potatoes emerge, the greater the chance of disease. And firefighters across Manitoba will be receiving grain entrapment safety training over the next few weeks. Rob Gobey is with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association. CASA has built a um, grain entrapment demonstration and training trailer. We call it our Be Grain Safe mobile unit. It was first put on the road, put into service in the summer of 2017. You know, every year we've had this program, it's evolved. The Be Grain Safe mobile unit will be in Minneota this weekend. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.